This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 158. Rules quiz. Extravaganza. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. What a chill. All right, so let's start. Let's we're starting and it's just like a game on game on. This is such a fun experience of being on an episode but literally having done no work for this episode because this Dude, week this is the first episode we can give a writing credit to. So. <laughs> Rules extravaganza written by Milty. Yeah. Not written by Space Cats Peace Absolutely Turtles. Absolutely not. Uh we're joined by Milty. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. Uh, Milty is, of course, the the rules god of Twilight Imperium. Probably knows the rules better than Dane himself. Uh, and so, you know, the Galactic Council this week voted on us doing a rules quiz. And there's basically no way to do a rules quiz without Milty. Literally, in the past, when we did rules quiz at the end of episodes, we just would hit up Milty and be like, hey, please send us weird questions that you know the answers to and don't give us the answers yet so this time we just figured you know what let's let's make milty host our stupid game show for us <laughs> I, I think actually i just started sending you rules questions well yeah there was a point where because you you originally did come up with rules quiz because yeah you were just like you guys should answer crazy rules and here are some of them <laughs> here, here are the bad rules that you should try to make someone guess and i so, think it's fun because i have such a strong grasp on the rules mm, that it's mm-hmm. kind of fun for the audience to kind of laugh at like math. How smart Hunter mm. is. Like laugh at just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he's so much smarter well, yeah, than yeah, I even good, thought. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, so people are laughing at how good I am at the rules <laughs> of the game. The rules that form the backbone of my existence. Yeah. You know? Well, so before we, I mean, I want to get into like, I don't know how this is going to feel like a game show, but I, I feel like re- before we even do it, Milty, when you look for questions, what are you like? What kind of interactions are you looking for? Is there a theme, or like, how would you describe w- why this is even a concept that's possible doing in Twilight Imperium? Like, what is it about TI rules that just make this such a weird thing to attack? Oh, it, it's just the breadth of the game. I think, like, I played a lot of Magic: The Gathering, and it's okay. the sheer volume of interactions where. You kind of stumble across something and you're like, wait, the wording of that just tweaks something in my brain. So you go back, kind of comb through some other stuff, and then you can kind of key in on one effect where you're like, wait, these two things interacting makes zero sense. (laughs) It's either like tremendously broken and breaks the entire backbone of the game or just you know, does nothing. And I kind of need to figure out which. Right. (laughs) Um. So I think we should dive right in, Hunter. Uh, you well, and let's I. Let's explain what what are the rules yes, to the rules exactly. quiz extravaganza. So, so Hunter and I are competing. At the end of today, there will be a victor of who knows the rules better than the other. Uh, and and so place your bets now. So place your <laughs> the the rules are uh, we we will both be asked the questions. We will both provide an answer. And we'll either agree and or we won't. I mean, there's going to be ones where we where we take different sides on it, but we're both going to get a single point f- 
per correct answer. So I don't know. There's probably a way to game it, but Hunter and I, neither of us have put in enough thought to like actually try to make this a competition we care about beyond the fact that Hunter definitely uh, wants to win. And well, I, well, I know my place on the show, right. and that is as the <laughs> smart, kind of cold, calculating, <laughs> unfunny, you know, yeah. kind of just salty even yes uh, um, your your salt is is well known throughout the rude community. mean and cold those are my adjectives uh, <laughs> and so i should be perfect for this okay uh, well let's let's get it underway I, f- I wish i had a theme song for for rules quiz extravaganza but i'm gonna spare hunter me you know just no come improvising on one it. Right annoy me, annoy me. Come on. welcome <laughs> to the rules quiz <laughs> it's very short it's very very short the people at home watching this on the telly are okay all right never mind i guess it's not that short <laughs> people are like my te- my television broke which we, we encourage people to watch this on TV. Your host, Milty! Dun, 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 Yay. Dun, dun. Yay, Milty. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I kind of split these up into a couple different categories. Uh, Love we're going to start with the freebies. So these are the easiest questions that I'm going to toss to you guys. So, so when we, we get if these, these questions yeah. end up being hard for me, that's bad, right? Yeah. It's quite bad. I don't know. All right. So question okay. number one. Uh, if a Ghosts of Creus player is on an alpha wormhole and a Mentak player is on a beta wormhole, are the Mentak able to pillage the ghosts just in general, you know, if they meet the other pillage criteria? Oh, my God. So what's annoying about this one is I know that at one point there was a very exact ruling on the... Oh, we should be clear. Neither Hunter and I are allowed to look at the rule book for all of this. So we're this is all off the dome. But like, it I'm, just occurred to me that I could have looked at the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like this is one that flip-flopped. Because it was... I know for a fact that at one point it was that the Mentak cannot pillage through that wormhole that it was a one-way street that the ghost it's it's from the ghost perspective but not from the mentac but i am pretty sure that dane reversed that so my answer is going to be that the mentac can pillage the ghosts uh when ghosts use the trade strategy card that's going to be my answer as well and it's not actually (laughs) for the reasons that you gave because i just sounded so confident no, no, no. It's uh, for other... I mean, we don't have time. <laughs> to We're get kind of right. We don't have time to get into it. But I have my own secret reasons for mm-hmm, also saying mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Also, I think it's right. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So the, the ghost's quantum entanglement ability makes them neighbors. Uh, that's in the rules under neighbors. And that's all that pillage cares about. It doesn't care about anything other than being neighbors. So yes. Mentak can pillage. Yes. Am I right that that like was weirdly swapped at one point though, or yeah, or is that there was some yeah. conflicting rulings given at various points? So right, it got really confusing. Oh, phew. Okay. Well, we both get a point for that one. I feel good. I feel good. All right. Question All right. number two. Question number two. During the action phase, what effects are resolved clockwise rather than in initiative oh my order? God. <laughs> this, so we just have to name as many of them as we can. 
Uh, there's not that many. That's the okay. Theme. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's both let's both think here during the action phase. I wish we were doing this cooperatively, actually, because I don't now. I don't now. I feel stupid for talking so much on the last question, and I don't know the extent to which I need to like. You can, you can just make Hunter answer first. Reveal my thing. I know, Hunter. You you have to get. We're, that's how we'll trade off. Is each of us okay. has to swap okay. giving the first answer. All right. All right. Um. Well, so I'll, I I can, I've only got wood. Well, no, wait. Oh, okay. I've got two. <laughs> I've got two in my head. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of if there's a third I one. I know of one thing that is sort of universally true. Yeah, okay. So let's let's just get that one out there yes. so that the listener can get something out right. of this. Uh, secondaries. Yes, secondaries of strategy cards. So like secondary construction, secondary of trade, all of that stuff would obviously be done clockwise but there's clearly I'm, more than that that we have to figure yeah, out well so so you know what is the other one i'm pretty sure is pds yeah is clockwise right right um and then what I, else I, i'm also gonna man, this is this is truly becoming cooperative but I, i've got one i have one more answer uh oh i know what else is go, go you go ahead well i mean all the agenda phase well okay no, no, so no, action, action cards. phase action cards Oh, sorry. In the action phase, yeah. but action cards still, I think, are technically in yeah. But like, what action? I, what action cards are we even talking about? Because like, in a combat, only the people in the combat can do the action cards. Yeah, that's not necessarily true, though. People can play. I think. I think technically, if you had a situation where multiple people wanted to play cards in the same window in the action phase, it would be resolved in clockwise order. Yeah. Well, and so I we could, we could right. really get in the weeds here because, like, in the agenda phase, right, we do a whole thing in order, but it's not necessarily, like, stringent that everything be done the way that people, that the, the, the meta has shaken out with the agenda phase. So I was even thinking, like, Wait, someone okay, playing no, 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 a no, sabotage, no. you technically, after an action card plays, you could technically resolve, does anyone want to play a sabotage? in clockwise order right i'm pretty sure that would be a thing but just nobody does that everyone just goes hey right, is anybody right. is, everybody plays chicken but the the actually more efficient way to play chicken would be to say everyone go around the table are you playing a sabotage are you playing a sabotage etc so I, i'm putting that on my list i don't know if that's correct or not i don't know if that's correct either actually i i kind of feel suspect of that now because i'm pretty sure well maybe i don't know i'm iffy on that one i'm solid on those first two yeah, maybe our difference will be I'll say the first two and you can say all three, because <laughs> I got nothing else besides that. It's either, it's either just those first two we talked about. It's like secondaries, PDS, and then just action cards in general. Right. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything else that even like comes up. And we're talking in a base game scenario. Who knows what like leaders and stuff are gonna do in the future, but. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm sticking with those locked in, but I want to make special mention of that sabotage thing I brought up because I feel like I want bo bonus points from that. So there's our locked in answers. Milty, what, how did we do? All right. Yeah, you nailed the two. So it's, it's secondary abilities and space cannon offense. Why those specific things are in clockwise order, I have no idea. <laughs> Action cards are supposed to be done in initiative order. Yeah. Oh, actually, Oh, I nice. actually wanted wow. to crack down on that when I was moderating one of the tournament games was everyone was playing chicken for sabotages and I was sitting there and I was like, all right, we're going in initiative order. Are you going to sabotage this? Wow. And, through, and people had to pass or, or So we were kind of wrong so, so, there. Well, no. So technically that's a point for me, not yeah, a point for Matt. I committed Matt to it. With all three. Yeah, said, yeah. I, I locked it in and Hunter, Hunter backed <sighs> off of it. Wow. Yeah, I... 
you know, I'm DI stunned. is a game of weird exceptions, and that's <laughs> two exceptions to initiative order. Are yeah. Very wow. common things. I'm wounded by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I brought it up as a possibility. I know. You led me on. out of it. But didn't talk you out. See, okay, now now we're uncovering the strategy of this game, Hunter, is the first person to talk has to give false <laughs> false information. I love it. I now love I have it. to I lie about, like, no, I'm pretty sure Dane one time said that only <laughs> only the active player is allowed to play sabotage. Okay. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure now that's this true. Is a game. This is a good game. I'm going right, to make right. a podcast just for this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number three. This is my, my favorite freebie question in the rule book. What is an advanced wormhole? Uh-oh. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Well, I got guesses, right? Wait, what? This is, I guess, I'm assuming this is in the, the this is, rule book. This is a definition in the, the rule book, and I'll read you the definition. It is my favorite line in that rule book. What? Okay. Hmm. Uh, it's got to be... <sighs> The delta, like the ghost delta wormhole, and maybe even the wormhole tokens. Advanced wormhole. Advanced wormhole. I'm gonna say, I don't think it is the the tokens. I think it's just well, and it's not the delta. Ju- it's not just the delta either. Uh-huh. It would be, and I mean, I'm not gonna get the wording correct, obviously. Sure, sure. But I think the idea was is that it would be any wormhole. That's not alpha or beta, like any that oh, like a future, like a future proofing thing for the yeah, upcoming yeah, yeah. gammas, like, the, like delta, wow, you know, gammas which have already been revealed, and any other like weird wormholes that might peer up would be considered advanced wormholes. Yeah. I like that, but I'm gonna stick with mine. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with non tile, yeah, wormhole, non non tile, non tile alpha or beta, and hunters is like going the step further than that. Anything past beta, basically. Uh, alphabet wise okay yeah which is right all right so the exact line from the rule book there is one advanced type of wormhole delta Uh-oh. this wormhole ah! follows all normal wormhole rules mine's like more right no, than his right like no, i get no neither come of us on. got that neither uh, of us yeah. got that I, yeah. I don't know why it's considered an advanced wormhole when it and follows what that even means all normal wormhole rules <laughs> wow <laughs> So, so you would, yeah, we would have, d- neither of us said just the Delta. Yeah. Like, wow, no points. I'll yeah, take it. I'll take it. It's not even like the Hill Kalish Delta wormhole. It's just Delta wormholes. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what a, what a, what, that should have been cut. What obviously. a useless line. Obviously that was supposed to be cut. Or well, I feel like obviously that was something that was supposed to go further and then like was forgotten about, you know, right, like I, Dane, I, yeah, in, oh, in yeah. base game development, Dane had some big dream for ghosts because he's just such a freaking little freaky ghost boy. And, and he just never, he never actually followed through on that layup. It's a vestigial rule. <laughs> yeah i yes exactly all right so those are a couple of freebies uh we're looking good so far uh now we can move on to to some actually more complicated rules this is oh, stuff God. that doesn't come up as often uh i call it the meat i'm already only one for three and we're into now we're into the meat oh god all right question one here can a player choose to use some oh my god but not all of their space cannon abilities so if they are hunter, firing you're, you're PDS, first on this one i know my answer but hunter you're first some, but not all of their pds 
Uh, let me think about it. So, uh, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I think I have to say no because I don't want it to be yes so strongly <laughs> that if it is yes, I will immediately Freak just out. protest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's a part of me that feels like the answer is actually yes, <laughs> but I don't like that so much. I'm willing to just be wrong here and say no. And if it is yes, it should be no. Yeah. I'm also saying no. You have to use all of your space cannon uh, abilities. You have to use all your available roles. Yeah, you guys are correct. You have to use Woo! them all. Uh, yeah. That also applies to bombardment and anti-fighter barrage. Mm, you can't mm-hmm. roll some units, but not Yeah, any there. abilities basically have to be used in totality. Heck, yeah. That would have made me so mad. I know. Like you can shoot a P. You know what? What what it really speaks more to though is the fact that because we doubted it so much, like that shows what kind of person Dane is, right? Like we (laughs) we all can agree that like there was a threat there that that would be allowed. All right. Uh, This one might fall on the the gimme side. When a player whose faction technology has a Valifar token on it is eliminated, what happens to that faction technology? Okay, I have to answer first this time, but I'm almost positive I, I know this one because I there was a point in time where I was paying very close attention to the elimination updates. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was during one of the tournaments because people just kept asking us about it, and yeah. so we had to like really pressure Dane <laughs> to like, hey, seriously, we need answers on these questions or else well, we're doomed. I, I mean, I remember somewhat... Well, oh, no, it was from the 14-point tournament game I was in with Root where Root got eliminated where we kind of went over all of these rules. Yeah. But I, I I'm pretty sure so so the normal elimination rules is that all components are removed. But I am almost positive there is an exception for the Valifar token and that you get to keep the faction technology like you know wormhole researcher or latani twos or something you get to keep those uh if that player is eliminated. I'm pretty sure there's an exception to the faction component elimination rules. Yeah, I also feel that way. However, it's weird. It's like I I felt so confident in it, and now that you've said it, I feel less confident. I, what is that about this game? No, I I I I do think that Matt is correct. I'm, I would say, sixty percent sure. <laughs> but sixty percent's more than forty percent. Uh-huh. So I have to I have to I agree with Matt. I agree with Matt. We have this yeah. we, we have the same answer. Yeah, if a player becomes eliminated and the necrovirus is a simulator X or Y token is on one of their faction technologies, that technology remains in play. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I need, what's annoying here is Hunter keeps also being right on the questions that I'm right on, and I know he's a point ahead of me, so I'm not making any ground. I'm excited to get questions right, but right, by right. God, I need I need Hunter to fail at least once today. Well, yeah. So this next one, I will take the lead on. I will explain my <laughs> logic first. All right. Uh, here we go. How should a space combat be resolved if it is mathematically impossible for either side to win? For example, certain configurations of ships using non-Euclidean shielding and geranium oh, armor, armor technologies <laughs> in concert. That's so oh, a straight no. from the, the FAQ for you guys. Oh, no, I forgot. That's been so long ago <laughs> that we talked about that. Um, I think... What happens is that every, I think everybody gets ice cream. Isn't that what happens? <laughs> I think what happens is everybody goes home and they get ice cream. Um, who? I, th- I, mm. I think my favorite was when you guys asked Dane about this in one of his 
his interviews and he was I just I think it like, was the first interview with he, him. Yeah. he hated it because he had solved the problem. Right. It was a, this was a more common TI3 problem and he thought he overdid it but he left yeah. this one There was this one loophole. loophole. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I think that I think what happens is that they don't get to use NES or Duranium. I think. Okay. Are you locking that in? Because I'm I, I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's wrong. So I I, think I know it's happen. not that. The real trick here now is I have to get the leg up on Hunter. But I know I know it's not that. What well, I know I'm, is I'm, I'm locking in my answer. One so you, or it, one or both players have to uh, like destroy their ships in the system. And I I'm pretty sure that it's the I think the active player has to uh, remove their units. Um, if if they get into this situation, I don't think it's both. I think I remember it being like sort of a punishment to the active. I remember feeling weird because it was like a punishment to the active player for a, like essentially allowing <laughs> this situation to come up. This I, this feels too much of a commitment to to this really weird specific point. But I think it's that. I think the active player has to destroy, destroy their, their shit, their units. In well, I want to say system. for the record before we even get the answer, I think my solution is cleaner. Let's see what do we got. So the actual solution, I think, is is a little bit cleaner. And Matt, I'm going to give you a half point here. If neither <laughs> side has the potential to win, the attacker must retreat. Retreat, not they destroy. Not retreat. Their okay. units in the combat are destroyed. Right, right. So it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It, it would be retreat and then destroy. So it's a half little bit more fair to start. But yeah, if you really let yourself get into into the shenanigans, then they punish you pretty harshly. Right. Okay, now I'm only half a point behind Hunter. That wasn't what I needed it to be. I needed to tie it <laughs> yeah. up right there. So, Milty, you're, you're really hurting me here. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, do you guys prefer Winu or Arborek? I got a question on either one here. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Winu. I played Winu more recently. Oh, come on. He doesn't deserve the... Uh, that's fine. Actually, well, then, I, then, then I, no, do no, it Arborek. No, I, know no, Arborek I, will well, I, I agree, though. I will take a Winu question. You know yeah. what? It's not going to help him here. <laughs> the Winu player has Lazak's gatefolding. <laughs> They activate Mechatol Rex and move ships in. Can a this player is your use little pet project. This is your little... <laughs> PDS2 units on Lodor to target the Winu ships. <laughs> so this is a tech nobody researches. Yeah. yeah. How yeah, does yeah, it yeah. work? Okay. They activate Mechatol Rex and move ships in. Can a player use Space Cannon from PDS2 units on Lodor to target the... Because Lazak's Gate Folding puts wormholes into Mechatol Rex... I see no reason why they wouldn't be allowed to do yeah, this. See, and and it's so obvious that Winu would just get hurt by a stupid ruling in some way. Like, this is base game Winu we're talking about. They never get, you know, the two scoops of ice cream. It always falls on the ground. So uh, I'm going to say that, yeah, the other player... Well, okay, wait, but here's... what What is the timing? Is it, is, it when, is it while you move ships? That would be That would change things up. If it's only while you move, then it would stop before PDS happens you know what i mm. want to go the other way i want to go the other way i i think you can't do it i think the timing of lazic's gate folding ceases uh when when as, pds as to not allow this yeah when pds fires i don't know why i don't even remember the reading the reading of lazic's gate folding so it actually relies on that not some other ruling but i'm gonna lean too far into into this idea i think i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna stick by the idea that winu gets punished for having Lazax, but maybe it's like something that should be fixed that mm -hmm. like shouldn't happen. But I think 
by the current wording, that would be a thing. Although I feel like I would have heard about that. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going to stick with it just because it's more fun if Matt gets uh, gets a wrong up. one. Yep. Yeah. So this is, again, a weird tech. Uh, Lazak gate folding. I should have specified that they don't control Mechatol because sure. it works. If they we don't knew what you Mechatol. meant. But yeah. it's during your tactical actions. Ah! And it treats the systems as having wormholes for all players. And this is a bizarre thing where Winu can get punished by other people being on wormholes. They can get yeah. pillaged by Mentak if they use this tech Did a thing. because they're Winu and Dane hates them. It is tactical action. Dang it. So Hunter gets another leg. So now he's a point and a half. Ugh. This can't. Ha I knew. You know what? I always knew this was going to happen. That like the story <laughs> is that Hunter's worse at the rules, but that we would do this rules quiz and Hunter would inevitably kick my butt. So I'm. I'm very. Now I'm getting really worried. I'm, I'm a drunken rules master. I pretend <laughs> to not know the rules, but I know them. <laughs> okay. Do we have the? Can we do the Arborette question now, or is that like? Yeah, was that sure. an actual either or, and we're skipping oh, it? Oh, we can do the Arborette question. Okay. All right. Can an Arborek player split produced infantry across two planets, one with a space dock and one with multiple infantry? Well, you can't build... Yeah, is this a trick question? This feels like a trick question because you can't build infantry out of your space docks. Uh, but that being said... Oh, wait, well... Now, oh, I see. Is I pooled, see. Though. We're getting a little bit more specific because what I know is you you can you can build infantry. Wow. Okay. This is opening up. My brain is kind of exploding here. It's essentially what it's really asking is can a, can a Latani build a Latani on the other planet, and. I feel like there are situations where we've figured out that you can pool the build, but I want to say no in this case. I talked too fast because this was supposed to be uh, one see, where Hunter talks I, first. I was trying. No, wait. No, this is your turn to go. First, oh, you're right? right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to trick you uh, mm -hmm. by by throwing that in there because I, I, I'm pretty sure I also think that. I, I think that, that you no. actually can't. No, that the, yeah. the, the answer is no. Um. Although I do feel like I almost don't understand. So the situation here is we've got two planets. One of them has only a space dock and one of them has um, uh, multiple infantry on it. Yes. Yeah. And we're building. Can the planet with the space dock produce infantry, essentially? I'm pretty sure it's no. I think it's, I think it's no as well. Because even though the production is pooled, I don't think you, you... Because there's only a space dock on it, it would be subject to the rule that space docks cannot produce yeah. infantry. So what is it? So they can. They can produce uh -huh. a number of, you know, whatever their production capacity of their infantry is. That's how many infantry they can build. But there's nothing in the rules preventing them from placing it with the space dock. Weird. Production. Yeah, it's strange. So so my trick actually would have led him to the right answer. Yeah. But I didn't. I was, I didn't I was set on the it. wrong answer and tried to <laughs> trick you into the right answer. So that was maybe a bad play. Almost a bad play <laughs> for me. That is wild. That is such a weird. I feel like honestly, every time I do a build, I'm I'm not even that confident in how I'm splitting up. Like all I know is I can't build infantry on a planet that doesn't have a space dock as any other faction besides Arborek. But beyond that, like when I'm Sar, if I'm doing a build as Sar, I'm like I I think I'm just making this all up as I go. I'm pretty sure I'm just completely <laughs> making it up, <laughs> and I don't ask anybody to double check my work, and I just go with it. <laughs> well, who who 
I mean, when would you ever be playing Arborek and be you in ever the situation? Build a space dock on one planet and have nothing right. else there as Arborek. Yeah. yeah, it never yeah. comes up. Yeah. All right. I wanted to throw a bone to some people that you know aren't here for the rules quiz. Sure. So we got a couple questions that are tangential to the rules here. The lore. So we're Heck screwed, yeah. Hunter. This is my I'm this is screwed. my strong. This is my strong. Yeah, one. notoriously strong suit for Hunter and Alec is the, right. their knowledge Here of the lore. There's four colors of technologies: green, red, blue, and yellow. Oh dang! What are the names for each of these colors? No. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I think I have to go first this time. Um, okay. Oh, I can only get some of them. I I'm like a hundred percent certain I can only get some of them. Um, so I'll just be giving some of them to Matt, but that's the nature of this, I feel like. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure green is biotic, blue is propulsion, and I I, th- I don't think I can really get red and yellow. Yellow in like industrial, something like that. Maybe I'll just say industrial. And then red can be like weapons. So I think Hunter's right about green and blue, but I think yellow. Uh, well, I th- red is military. I'm pretty Ooh, sure. Military. I'm thinking the main thing is I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the agendas. That's the that's the clue. Is research team? Uh, I or don't whatever. think it's research team military though. Is research it? team? It's not warfare, is it? Research team biotic. Hmm. Well, I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say biotic propulsion, ec, econo, uh, economy, and no, I think you're right. It's not military, but I'm gonna say military anyways. Okay. Uh, you guys are really close. It's green is biotic, blue yeah. is propulsion, red is warfare. Warfare it is. You did say it, and yellow is cybernetic. Oh, that's cybernetic. right. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. So we both kind of we both got half. We yeah. kind of botched it. Yeah. Like it the like they go back and forth between referring to those as like the colors and the names in different spots. Yeah. yeah. The research uh, team agendas are basically the key spot where you'll actually in, see. In things. my head, red was warfare, but I was like, "There's no way They're, they wouldn't reuse that word." Like warfare yeah. is the strategy card that just shouldn't be allowed. But I I, I was scaring myself away from it. Right, yeah. and also the, all that stuff is grandfathered in from old TI. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, those are so. those are really old. It's actually even the symbols, like the icons, have barely mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically, warfare appeared first as the red tech, and then became before a it became card. as a strategy card. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. All I'm right. just glad I remembered biotic and propulsion. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Hunter, you did save me on propulsion. I couldn't quite remember blue, and when you said it, I knew you were right. We'll uh we'll go here. I'm gonna give you a chance to get some bonus points, Matt. Ooh. So uh it's gonna ask for a planet name, and I'll give you some multiple choice if you don't wanna take a shot in the dark for some bonus points. Interesting. Uh, what planet has the flavor text small isolated planet with small population and modest resources, most famous for its delicious Avon berries? This is so stupid. This is okay, I just wanna say this is my least favorite kind of uh, like when you go to like a trivia night and they're like, 
it, like I, I'll, I, I go to Game of Thrones trivia nights when I, you know, before COVID and, and when I could. And it they, they they love to do trivia nights with Game of Thrones and other shows, too, but especially Game of Thrones, where they're like, who said the throne will be mine? And you're like, oh, my God, like 900 characters could have said that. How could yeah, I possibly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you literally just need to remember that you saw this and what planet it was. Right. I mean, I guess there's a couple. I mean, small, isolated. It's got to be single planet. Right? I, wanna be, I, mean, I want to be. I want. I want the gimme. I want the gimme of. And then these. Yeah. We're definitely talking about TI four though, right? Like we're not. Are we uh, pulling so an old? This is uh, there's a TI three or a TI four planet, and the okay. flavor text is the same as in TI three actually. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure we're not talking like Garbosia or something nope. crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's a garbage <laughs> planet. Nobody likes that one. <laughs> Uh, okay, small. I think I have my guess. Isolated. I, I, I already have my guess I, with I'll, small population. If you guys want so, that, so I think Hunter's gonna mess it up. So I think Why? Hunter has to give his answer, and then I want to not get the bonus points, but I want the multiple choice. Uh, you get. You guys can make a guess, <laughs> and then I'll give you the multiple choice after if you both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it even. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Hunter, uh, what's your guess? My guess is I think it's. Uh, and this is this is just a guess, but I just have a weird feeling that it's Tarman. That's my guess. Single planet. Uh, it mentions population, modest resources, doesn't have many resources. It has a green tech skip, which I feel like biotic, and that's why it's mentioning the berries. I'm probably getting too heady about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Vethet two. That's a hazardous planet. What's wrong with that? It's a small that's population. I just think that's it. Oh well, yeah, small population. Maybe right. even yeah, berries. Maybe even berries are poisonous, Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I get you. So I'm here's your try. multiple choice: Saudor, Centauri, Tarman, or Mir. Saudor, Centauri, Tarman, or Mir. Hunter, you said Tarman before, or you said? I said Tarman already. So you're sticking with Tarman. Well, am I sticking with Tar Tarman? Now I've got multiple choice. But although I did pick Tarman, and it is in the multiple choice, so it does kind of seem like I probably should. <laughs> I'm going to... I'll switch to Saudor, because I was basically debating between Vefa 2 and Saudor, because they're both the two twos. Why not go with Mir? Because Mir... No, is Modest Resources? Mir is a 0-4, bud. No way. Well, 0-4, that's influence. Not That's not resources. That's what I'm saying. Says, Modest resources would mean it has at least some resources. Oh, Centauri yeah, yeah, yeah. is okay, a 1-3. One, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to say Saudor. Here's, I want to say, I think maybe we're getting tricked up because... By a lot the, of times, the flavor text does not match the stats well, at all. <laughs> the, the only thing is the ice, the isolated part makes me want to stick with Tarman. But actually, the fact that it mentions a population makes me actually think it might be Centauri. Well, isolated Centauri planet, is Centauri is in a two, is Centauri I know, crawl, exactly. and Mir exactly. is Aaron and Mir. But so. I could totally see it being like, well, isolated, there's only one other planet in the system. You yeah. know what I mean? That's kind of isolated. I'm, I feel like you're just trying to throw me out. I'm sticking with Saudor. I'm, Saudor I'm is, sticking with Tarman. Okay. It is Tarman. No! <laughs> I, I got it without the multiple choices. Yeah, that was very impressive. I was not wow. expecting that. The, uh, the, the he even pulled berries. it out of his butt. The, There's no the way. You know, random fictional touch that stuck with me in my head. So The Avonberries. So the Avonberries in some way contribute, what, biotic properties? Because Tarman is the green skip? Who knows? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is a green skip. But yeah, I I like the, the double small, too. Yeah. Yeah, the small isolated planet, the small population. 
Man, Hunter, you get the Makes bonus sense. points too. What? How? What are? How much are bonus points worth? Half. I give an extra point. An extra just, point? Yeah. Oh my God, he's three and a half points ahead of well, me. Well, no, I just gave myself a single point for that. I want this to be competitive because I'm, I'm. No, I'm I'll quite catch ahead up. Now. I can do this. I can <laughs> do this. Here we go. Okay. All right, fine. I'm giving myself an extra point. Oh my God. All right. What action card has the flavor text? Magmus batted the now charred corpse aside with the back of his golden gauntlet. The Muat rejector proposal. Wow. Mm. I'll give you guys multiple choice for this too afterwards. But okay. Magmus batted the now uh, so this is this is your, your side with the back of his golden <laughs> gauntlet. The Muat reject your proposal. Hmm. Well, we're talking embers here, but we're talking some sort of negotiation. Could it be an agenda phase sort of thing? Yeah. What would the what would the embers of Muat be involved with well can i give you i'm gonna i'm gonna help you out a little bit because going to you the know flavor, why what are you helping me for what do you mean well i just i just want to point out that the flavor text rarely corresponds to the faction that you really think it would sure you know sure. like i wouldn't take the muat part and too run seriously yeah. yeah bad of the ch- now charred court like so they killed someone and we reject your proposal I mean, I know exactly what I think it is. Like, it's... I'm leaning, like, assassinate representatives. Yes, yes. I think it 100% has to But be. I'm trying to think of what else proposal could mean I mean, here. We're, we're rejecting a proposal, and there's a corpse. Yeah. It's a, if it's not assassinate representatives, then you can't fault us for guessing that, because those are the, those are the clues. The That's all the clues we got. Man, I hate that I have to... St- I, I would want to change it up just because I know you're going to guess that. And if I'm going to ever catch up, I got to I gotta find... Right, you got to find... The, I got to be you, right when you're wrong. Um, right. And I'm just well, thinking Well, I'll go through, ahead and lock myself into assassinate sure. representatives because I don't sure. think that it... Yeah, I... Reject your proposal. Repeal law? No. You no. know, maybe it's like ancient burial sites. I know. It's it like, it, there's all kinds. Of, I'm going to stick with it, too. I'm going to say assassinate representatives, even though I feel like assassinate representatives would be like a Isarly kind of flavor text, but I'm sticking with it. But yeah, see, that's what I'm saying is like, oftentimes they don't correspond I know, to right. the they don't most match obvious up. one. Okay. All right. What we got? Uh, so assassinate representative was in my initial list, but it was not right. Your other options are parlay, veto, or public disgrace. Wow. Okay, parlay, hmm. veto, or public disgrace. Reject your proposal. Okay, I know what my answer is, but Hunter, you have to go first again. Again? Right? Because um, it's the same question, or did you go first on the last? No, no. Well, technically, this was your this turn. This is mine. To go okay, first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, yeah. going to say I th- I'm leaning veto here. I'm kind of split. I don't think it's parlay, but I I don't know. Could be either way with the other two. Public disgrace. This would be a a heck of a way to disgrace someone to burn them alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think veto is the one that makes more sense. I think it's parlay or veto, and I'm gonna go with veto. <sighs> okay. Well, I wanted to vote. I wanted to go with veto, and now it's just gonna seem like I'm doing the same as you. But I do want to win this game, so I am. I think it is veto just because of the rejection of the proposal 
uh yeah veto yeah it is veto i thought that yes. was a, a heck of a way to veto a law to yeah burn someone <laughs> alive <laughs> all right we both got it all right the final lore question the Winu flagship is named Salai Sai Korean. Oh my god. Who was Salai Sai Korean? <laughs> How dare <Okay>. you? <laughs> Hunter, do you, do, do you recall this from your... Okay, so I'm supposed to go first. Yeah. So my guess, my gut feeling is that... So in the rule book, or not... Is it the rule book or the... No, there's not a lore book. Uh, there is. In one of the books, there is a foreword written by a Winu custodian mm -hmm. and i i my only guess is that it is that custodian the one that wrote the foreword now do i remember what that foreword is about and what exactly that what the importance of that custodian is and no not really uh but i guess other ways you could go would be like it's like the winu leader or like their legendary hero or something like that which i don't think that that actually makes sense for them but uh i'm pretty sure it's the custodian that wrote the foreword in the book, which is maybe not even enough to consider that the answer. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, because I'm trying to think, of, I, I think it is the, I don't know if there's like a chief custodian, but I think it's the, like, whatever the chief custodian, and this probably aligns with Hunter's answer, but the, the, the custodian that would have retreated from Mechatol Rex when the initial wars started to happen to then go help, uh, uh, like set you know start the Winu as a as opposed to the Winarin custodians. So he like kind of specifically right, wasn't separate. a custodian. So he's the person who went off and started the Winu. As Ooh, a okay. Separate I, li sect. I like that difference in our answer because I'm saying that it's uh, somebody that would have historically Actually, been a custodian and maybe didn't. Right. Quit. You're. I think what you just said is someone who was very specifically a Winarin custodian and not a member of the Winu. Cause I think whoever yeah. wrote that forward you're talking about was it's like the forward of Rex or something or, or the forward of shards of the throne, I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. mine is like the guy who started the Winu. Yeah. That was kind of, kind of weird, a pair of answers, but yeah, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird, flagship name uh salai sai Corion was the last lazax empire or emperor oh, oh so it's not even a winu it's not a, a winu person it's a lazax okay well that's cool that's a better that's better <laughs> anyways i'm okay with taking that hit on that as long as hunter also didn't get it yeah yeah yeah. I didn't that's get a it cool either. that's some cool lore it's weird you know, that I the winu would do that though because they're like kind of specifically not beholden to the lazax so that's a that's a weird through line there of like well, why but, would they feel beholden to like name their big flagship yeah. off of a thing a, like a, a not a deity but like a, a a figure that they seceded from or or abandoned that's interesting yeah i i think thematically they're just like obsessed with them still like i think yeah it, they're you know it says that their like ship designs are strangely reminiscent of them right and stuff like that. right hmm Reclaiming former glory, I guess, is more the theme than anything. Yeah. All right. We'll get back to a couple more involved questions here. Meat. <laughs> Can you resolve the warfare primary ability when you don't have any command tokens on the game board? <laughs> uh, is this my turn or is this Hunter's turn? This is this is your turn, Matt. Okay. Well, this came up in the finals or in the semifinals. 
This came up in the semifinals of 2019 tournament. Uh, I think it was a game that you were just in, though, because I don't know that I remember it. It was Nine of Spades Muat game. It was like, I think it's how how Nine of Spades got to the finals, and I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, you can. Um, because it's it's one of the steps of warfare. You do not have to remove. You are exactly. not required to remove a command token off the game board. Um, I think that uh, this shouldn't count against my answer. But I think if you don't pull one off the board, you don't get to put one into your supply because the one that you pull from the table is what goes onto Ooh. your command sheet. So I'm pretty sure you do not gain one. Since I have the same answer, I'm going to say that since Matt added a little extra that I didn't (laughs) think about, that Matt maybe should get a bonus point for that for that extra bit if we're correct. Which I'm pretty, I'm almost 100 percent certain that is right. Yeah. Because I think just like resolving, flipping a strategy card and playing it is is your action. Right. You You get to do that. Like an action card. Yeah. 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 And they're separate bullet points. Like the separate bullet points let you do multiple things. So. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. So you can play the card. Right, you could have zero command tokens in your tactics pool or whatever, but you're right, you won't be able to gain a command token because the yes. first bullet point is remove one from the game board, then gain one command token. Right. I gave love an it. extra point. Feel feel thrilled. You gave me the extra point. I love it. So now I'm what, like two points behind you or something? Yeah, something like that. Two or three. Or a point I guess two and I was like three points. I don't know. You have just check marks here that I'm looking at and, and not actual numbers. So we'll figure out later. And we are now officially in the realm of I forget what our scores were. So well, I'm just gonna okay. keep playing for keeps. I got them here. <laughs> All right. If uh, representative government where everyone has one vote is in play mm-hmm. and it's elected by miscount disclosed, where you revote on the elected law, do players have one vote or do they vote with their planets on representative government? All right, so so I have to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're revoting on a law, I don't think it is also in play, which I think would mean that you get to vote with your planets like normal because whenever it's like representative government can't be in two places at the same time. So if you're voting on it, it's not a law currently. Um, so I'm going to say that you know, when, when you do, when you're doing miscount disclose or wait, wait, am I, am I messing up the answer? No, no, no. So miscount disclosed, you, you representative government is a law. It's in play. So whenever you elect representative government, you're only using one vote. And then the second that you're voting on representative government, you get access back to your planets. That's my final answer. I'm locking that in. So, okay. So what are you, what are you saying? Cause you went one way and it sounds like you went. No, no, no. So, sorry. I, I just over explained it, but okay. the, I stayed the same the, the whole time, which was just that you can vote with your planets when you are voting on representative government because no, no, you are, do players yeah, have one up? vote or vote with their planets on representative? Oh, you're voting for. Yeah. Miscount. So what's happened is there's miscount disclosed and representative governments was elected to be the new okay, law okay, okay, that got we're going to vote on. And I, what I'm saying is like the second representative government becomes the law we're voting on, okay. it's not a law okay. in place and we get to use our planet. Okay, good. I wanted to clarify that because I'm like 99% sure you're wrong and that uh, you would still vote with one vote on Interesting. representative government. Uh, so it is, it is both the law. a law we are voting on and in play at the same That's time? That's correct. And and the way I remember this isn't through representative government, but it's more through, I forget 
maybe it's in for it's not enforced travel ban. It's the one with the PDS because there's one that lets you have more PDS on each planet, and I'm like nearly positive that you do not have to destroy <sighs> excess right. PDS when you vote when you revote on that planet. So everyone gets an opportunity to keep the vote where you can maintain more than two PDS per planet. Not that anybody Love ever it. does that anyways, but I am like almost positive that you only have the one vote while revoting on representative government. Final answer. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. You nice. Have- yes. Uh, this is a yeah, thank you. The law that's being voted on because of miscount disclosed remains in play during the revote. Yes. Oh, I feel. See, good. I was I, I was just going clean there, yeah. and the, I didn't PDF think about law, the ramifications. It it goes weird either way, whichever way that sure. like, got written into the rules. But the PDS one is the key there, where otherwise. Yeah. It would immediately destroy their PDS before they yeah. revoted on it, and then and it would be just, like, "What's the point of even having the vote?" The yeah, PDS who cares? The, yeah, yeah, exactly. You destroyed what you wanted to destroy just by even voting on it. So, love it. Okay, I'm catching up. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, we'll get into some weird timing shenanigans now. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the Barony flagship repairs at the start of each combat round. As the active player against, say, a Mentak player, can they skip using this until after the Mentak uses ambush if they have no other start of combat round effects? Okay, I have to go first. The Barony flagship mm-hmm. repairs at the start of each space combat. As the active player against Mentak, can they skip using this until after the Mentak uses ambush if they have no other start of combat round effects? Well, okay. My, my answer to this would be yes, but if Mentak doesn't use ambush, then they're not going to get to repair. Because then the timing, the the start of the start of combat yeah, timing question. window would go back and forth, so they would get to repair. They would say no. The Mentak would use ambush, and then it would come back to them, and then they could use it because you're still going back and forth with the spa- start of space combat round. So I'm gonna say that yes, they can skip using it until after ambush. Hunter. Okay. Hmm. Can they skip using this? I think my, my brain's having trouble even getting it into my head. Sure. Uh, can they skip using this until after the Mentech uses Ambush? They have no other start of combat round effects. Yeah, I have a feeling like Matt is right. But I have kind of liked differing and I'm kind <laughs> of split a little bit. So maybe just for fun, I will let myself just go the other way, even though I feel kind of split. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the opposite of Matt. I'm gonna say that uh, they cannot skip it, basically. Now this would be a situation where ambush has happened and they've obviously taken the hit on the flagship. Right. So like, yeah. So this yeah. is a weird situation. Um, like the the normal example of this is you know active player playing a flank speed right. before a defender plays a ceasefire. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the barony flagship isn't an optional ability. It says at the start of each space combat Whoa. round. Yeah. So ship. that was the trick. So oh, no. If they don't have a different effect to resolve first, they have to resolve that, and it repairs even if it's not damaged, and then That's... the Mentak get to use Ambush. So it's an ability you are using, but you are forced to use it. Would oh, it even consume your first timing one? Man, that's it, it does. weird and stupid. Else, because It's still an ability. So if yeah. you were to play a morale boost or something, you can still do you that. You do first. that first. Wow. That's dumb. It. But that's there's so... a handful of, of weird mandatory abilities. And actually, Gravity Drive is one of these. Where yeah. if you have Gravity Drive, the wording on it isn't optional. Like after yeah. you activate the system, a you ship have has to, to use plus one to... A ship, yeah. What? 
It's it's all right. I I I just barely got that one. I am I am sad that Hunter's gaining a lead on that one, which was such a man. I can't even think of a time that that has come up, even as a question amongst the players. And well, I'm, I'll say this: I I did remember the the fact that they have to do it. Oh, okay. I think I was just literally trying to parse. Yeah. I I like couldn't wrap my head around the situation we were sure. describing, but I remembered they have the to do have it. to do it part. So I was well, like, I think the answer must be that. But yeah, I, I also felt like I was misunderstanding the it becomes, scenario. It becomes worse with stuff like ambush or dimensional splicer, where yeah. they don't have the option. Right. Right. All right. So this will be the last of the the meat ones, and then we'll get to some other interesting questions. If the action card deck is empty and a player makes a successful prediction on Politics Rider, is Politics Rider, sh- Rider shuffled in to the new deck? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> Uh, okay, action card deck currently empty. We yeah, have made so it, a successful... They play Politics Rider, they predict whatever way, and it resolves that way. Nah, I don't think it is shuffled into the new... Or wait, no. No, no. I, yeah, I don't think it is shuffled into the new... So if it was shuffled into the new deck, that would that would mean that it was dis... It was... Uh, uh, you throw it in the discard pile before we shuffle the new deck. And I don't think you throw, throw it in the discard pile until you resolve it. So in order to resolve it, you would have to go ahead and shuffle the discard pile into a new deck. So it would not make its way in there. Um, so I think that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. I am. This is another one where I feel really confident and I hope my confidence doesn't burn me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Hunter's wrong. Um, there's, there's, it's like a normal player thing, and especially on TTS, to like put the cards out to help keep track of everything. But that is technically not what you are supposed to do with those action cards. When you play them, you should then immediately put that. They don't like sit around and wait to be finishing the resolve. They've, they've been resolved. You just get a delayed effect from writers. So I'm almost positive that you put the uh, politics writer into the discard like pile. It's like a TTS Yeah, it's a thing that we mess up all the time because of the way we run agendas and stuff. But you technically do play the politics writer, throw it in the discard uh, Matt, pile, I want to remind you, you are losing this. And it seems like every time you're right and I'm wrong, you tend to be kind of a little chubby about it. And I just remember you are losing this game. <laughs> I know, so. I know I'm losing, but I'm just saying this one I feel really confident about. There have been others right. that I know I'm, right, I'm, right, right. I'm not doing it, but. That all confidence right. is is fair. Uh, to play an action card, a player reads and resolves the card's ability text, making any decisions. Then that player discards the card, placing it in the action discard pile. So it does go in the discard pile and then full, you vote on okay. the agenda and then it's shuffled in as soon as it's successfully resolved. Yeah, it's, it's technically... TTS. Technically speaking, it actually goes against Dane's idea of like having things that you have to remember. No, nobody has trouble remembering it because it's pretty. You know, you don't have to go that far. But most things in TI four are like you play the thing and it happens right now. All of the writers are like the only pretty notable delayed effects that you like. If you were playing it by the book, yeah, you'd throw it in the discard pile, and there'd just be a pile of writers in the. You in know the what discards, we should do? You have to remember that stuff. For TTS, we should just like make like little tokens for each writer. That'd be funny. So you can discard them right. and then just easily remember. Yeah, right. it definitely doesn't come up much because it's like, you know, empty action card deck and successful politics writer is right. like... Right, <laughs> right, right. So it doesn't matter, really. All right. Uh, I think I'm just going to highlight some of the ridiculous questions I came across playing or playing okay. TI and answering real health <laughs> questions. People ask questions, and I feel so bad for Dane because they're just trying to break the game. 
<laughs> Can you play a this? Is, this is where Matt's going to come back. During a round of round combat. Oh, God. Can you play a skilled retreat during a round of ground combat? That is such an annoying... Yeah, that is an annoying question. Uh, and I'm first this time, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I guess I need to understand the theme of this section more because it's like what is technically allowed and what isn't. What only makes sense is no, you cannot play a skilled retreat during a round of ground, ground combat. And if it's the other way, I'm going to find out Dane's address and I'm going to like steal all of the food from his kitchen because I can't allow this <laughs> to be allowed. Yeah. All right, Hunter, what do you think? Well, I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad if I differ because I feel like I'm just going to go with the theme of the it's not it's not because Yeah, don't do that every time. You've done it a couple times and it's worked sometimes and it hasn't. Don't only differ from me cuz I'm going first. Uh No, no, I'm not No, no, no. It has nothing okay. to do with that. It has to do with just reading I mean, the, the, the theme of this one is called Don't Be a Jerk, Why yeah, Would yeah. You Ask That? Right. So, like, to me, it's like, it sounds like the answer is going to be yes, just because... This is like the Occam's Razor thing. category, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good yeah. way to describe it. And, you know what? Oh, fine. I'll just, go, I'll just go with Matt, then. Because that's that it, it shouldn't be... You shouldn't be able to. Yes. So, but, the, the timing on Skilled Retreat is at the start of a combat round... But no, dear God, you can't play that during a crap yeah, combat. It, it doesn't make it any sense. It literally says the space combat ends in a draw. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't even oh, make sense. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 It makes <laughs> no sense. I didn't think about that word, that part of the wording. Yeah. So all these questions are just like, come on. Like, you guys know how this is supposed Throw to Throw me work. a bone. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you talked, you talked me out of that, but I would have lost a point. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. Can geranium armor be used to repair ships in different systems? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, actually, this is Matt has to go first on this one. Uh, do I? No, I went. I went. I went first. Oh, on the last oh one. okay. Oh, so I remember this. I remember when this was talked about. Yeah. And no, but that was that was something people thought could be a thing. Yeah. But it's, I believe spe- it was specifically addressed that no, yeah. you cannot. It, it's the same as. And maybe this is a question you have coming up, but I'm going to answer it right now too. Is there was a there was an idea that you could uh, like destroy other Yin destroyers or something like that? Like yeah. Yin devotion <laughs> yeah. doesn't say in this system, and so people were like, "Can I just destroy the destroyer in my home system or whatever?" Or it was like to kill some carrier and whatever it was, it was the same concept, and so it's definitely no. Yeah, I, you're right. It is no. I think I think devotion actually got eroded and yeah, yeah, it had to be fixed because of this because it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is my pet peeve is when people don't read the rules with any intent they just try and read it rules is written totally right right. and and they and they use they always use this logic uh this false logic of like listen i'm just reading what the words mean and it's like okay if you think the english language has a very clear and definite meaning with every word that's you live in a dream world because that's definitely not how like English works as a yeah. language. Yeah, bro. Context. <laughs> yeah. Context. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite one. When the agenda anti-intellectual revolution fails, are players <laughs> able to target and exhaust planets belonging to other players <laughs> or only their own planets? <laughs> 
So I remember this one too. Why do I? Re- These are the ones I. This remember. one came up. This one came up in like a tournament game or something, or some version. Maybe not this exact same situation, but there was a time where some it, it, like something relating to a home system came up. I think, and it was like, wait, so can I target? other people's home set like if i control a different home system can i do this i don't know yeah Yeah. someone had to exhaust a home system planet they didn't own or whatever right (laughs) so uh yeah this well hunter's supposed to go first but i think we both know that no no no, i went first on the last one remember i thought you were supposed to go first and then you were like yeah yeah, yeah. we keep getting this backwards anyways are players able to target and exhaust plants belong to other players no it has and in fact i think there is a ruling maybe even made now or, or or because of this or something where where or, or maybe it's like unrelated to this, but you can use the same logic of like you can't, you can't do this stuff to other people's things that you don't control. That's not how it works. Um, even if the wording doesn't specify it, you can't do that. So I, I know that you can't uh, exhaust other people's planets. Yeah, uh, total, hundred percent that. Yeah. I remember when I remember when this came up. Yeah. Um, the text on anti-intellectual revolution. At the start of the next strategy phase, each player chooses and exhausts one planet for each technology that they own. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you just be able to exhaust six of someone? Just anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I would love, I would love to play the other way someday, though. That <laughs> like does sound really funny. terribly mean. Like, what do people think? I mean, Twilight and Miriam can already be a pretty mean game, but these people are like, no, I really hate my friends, though. Like, I very much want to make them mad at all instances. I, I find I, it hilarious because it's just like buffs Jolnar even more, where they're right. like, yeah, I can exhaust eight other people. Right. This is supposed to be a bad thing when and we and and now it's like this crazy targeted aggression. Uh so we'll get into some exciting stuff. Uh shout out to Wecker for his uh POK spoiler sheet. We've got some rules questions based on the stuff that's been revealed so far. Oh god. Oh, wow. So these are rules that don't technically exist yet. Uh, sort well, of. they sort of. They do. I mean, it's it's reading them in the context of the the current yeah. LRR. You know, I'm sure awesome. we'll see some awesome. <laughs> This sucks. <laughs> but they're they're going to be kind of quick. All right. So we've seen Avara, which has a planet in a nebula. Does a nebula provide plus one to the defender's combat rolls during ground combat? Whoa. Okay. So really, mm. the question is, do, does like this is a question that already exists, and it's just a, a matter of does the nebula provide a plus one to space combat, or does it just say combat? Um, I think I have to go first yeah. this time. Uh, I, I think. Let's see. Let's think about it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna go with theme. Yeah. And think about it in fiction, and say that no, it doesn't. Because the only reason you're getting the plus one in space combat is it's like hard to see your yeah, ships or whatever. Right. But the idea of like you're invading a planet in a nebula and it's hard to see them. It's like, well, you're on the planet. Right. Like that doesn't make sense to me theme wise. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even care what the actual answer is. I, it doesn't I'm, make sense to me in fiction. I'm on the exact same board as Hunter. I, I can totally see it being wrong. I could see the wording just saying combat, but I, the fiction to me reinforces that the ground combat shouldn't get the plus one yeah you guys are right so uh, the command sheet just says combat you know it didn't matter at the time uh this is one of the answers that i think dade slipped in at some point where now the the living rules reference actually specifies space combat oh his his 1.3 had all these sneaky pok things that none of us knew were coming (laughs) it seemed like we picked up on uh 
but Hunter, theme for rules is a real slippery slope as turns yeah. out. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> that doesn't I know. always I work. Me- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I mess something up, it's because I've gone theme for rules always. <laughs> uh, the Nomad flagship has the ability, you may treat this unit as if it is adjacent to systems that contain one or more of your mechs. Can they retreat to a system across the board that contains a mech? Whoa. Okay, back up. <laughs> the Nomad flagship which has the ability, you may mm-hmm. treat this unit as if it is adjacent to systems that contain one or more of your mechs. Can they retreat to a system across the board with a mech? Uh, I don't see any reason why not. Wait, no, 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 but the retreat rules... Well, but you're treating it as if it's adjacent, and the retreat rules would say an adjacent system. So I'm going to say that, yes, you can retreat to a system with a mech. Across now, the board. yeah, I mean, if there's a mech there, then it would also satisfy. It would have to satisfy all the other rules for retreat as well. I was kind of thinking, like, is there a way for a mech to be somewhere that you wouldn't be able to retreat to? Mm-hmm. You know, but that doesn't make sense. So, I'm gonna also say the same thing that yeah, you can retreat to there. I hope you can. All right. So the retreat rules specify that the retreat system must be adjacent to the active system. So it doesn't matter if it's adjacent to the flagship or not. It has to be adjacent to the active system. Ah, uh, it has and jump across the board. Oh, we both got it wrong. Mm. Okay, because the unit is the only thing. Yeah, and that's it makes so sense wacky. About it with you know, if they have something other than the flagship there, they can't like split their fleet up when they retreat or right because on, technically only the flagship would be able to go to the oh next. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's what it is oh yeah. dang dong <laughs> we could have figured it out we could have figured it we could have okay? yeah we could have sat on we're that deep long into enough. the rules quiz but we could have figured that one out actually <laughs> yeah all right uh so pok seems to open up a bunch of weird possibilities that can't happen right now uh the l1z1x mech allows them to have a unit with bombardment in the system as the non-active player. So can they use Harrow when they're the defending player? Whoa. Hold up. Okay, so mech allow them to use bombardment in the system as the non-active player. Uh, They wouldn't... Why would they get... They wouldn't get a bombardment step, right? Like, they're not the active player. Or does... I mean, I... Well, so because Hero, Hero is its own step that uses bombardment. Is a combat ability, yeah. Yeah. Man, I go, I always go with like what I want uh-huh. and I don't want this. So <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm gonna I hope they can't. If they can, oh my god, those are busted. Yeah. I'm also gonna go that way, and and I think it's because that maybe something in the specific bombardment rules. Uh, make it to where it's only the active player or something like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the bombardment rules specify that the active player can use their nice. bombardment abilities. So Heck yeah. there's a couple weird scenarios where you can end up with, you know, L1 ships over an invading Sardak ground force or, you know, the L1 mechs defending planets, but they don't get to use Harrow when they're on defense. That would be a weird. That w- that would be an interesting. Thing I, to try I think and get the, the do I want this is a good approach for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it becomes a mess, right? It's... Yeah. All right. So this was the hardest category to put together because <laughs> they did a pretty good job updating these rules in the 1.2 and 1.3 updates. 
These are the the Dane Beltrami hates me questions. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that these category the 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 don't be a jerk category and this category at least give Hunter and I a decent hint of like what what direction we should at least be leaning in. <laughs> right, right. All right. Can the Mentac Coalition use the salvage operations faction technology to produce infantry after a combat against the Necroviruses Alistair flagship? <laughs> you! In which the Necrovirus infantry were treated like ships and were subsequently destroyed. Oh. Uh... Oh, actually, Matt has to go first. I think I want to say yes. I'm gonna say yes because of the category more than anything. I could see, I can see why it would be no, uh, and I think it's it's actually probably the timing of the Alistor. I, I remember that being kind of a okay. weird thing of like when the to... Necro decides the infantry are ships and how that works. <laughs> but and, and and if anything, salvage operations is a after combat, so it actually makes more sense for it to be no. I'm talking myself out of it. I, I yeah, yeah. but I think it's still. It might be at the end of combat, and that might allow it. So I'm gonna stick with yes. They can do this. Yeah. Uh. So I got. I got to ask a rules question though about the rules quiz real quick. <laughs> uh. So is is this like? Because to me, this smells like something that might be true, but just yet to be eroded. <laughs> I do. So if so. You know what I mean? Like, if if this is this like, have you possibly is this possibly a rules loophole, but not necessarily? Well, I guess no. What's the difference? Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm now I'm talking myself into saying that you can do this. You I'm know, gonna say no. I don't. I think I, salvage operations somehow. Yeah, fixes I, this. I'm actually rethinking it, and I man, I, I part of me wants to stick with the yes, anyways, just so that Hunter and I have different answers. But I'm sure that salvage operations says build a ship, produce a ship. And it would not be a ship from Mentac Coalition's perspective, so it wouldn't make sense for them to be allowed that's to kinda, build. That an was infantry. kind of my first thought, but ne- but I I'm but sticking I'm with yes, but that's the justification for no that will make me kick myself. I'm gonna say yeah, I'm sticking with no. All right, so this is actually in the FAQ. This has been ruled on. Oh wow, uh, heck yeah! No, the infantry do not count as oh. ships once the combat is over. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's fine. I'll take that hit. That's yeah. I'm I'm losing this anyway. So I, it's it, weird because you talked yourself out of I it. I know I did, but I wanted to stick with what I had said before. You you know I, we're we're sticking with the talking rule, and and I talked first and gave my answer. So I I always okay. like the clarifications that we have to ask for. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the next on salvage operations is after you win or lose a space combat. And at one point, Matt, I came across an email from you to Dane asking if this worked on a draw. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was. You know, why not? Who knows? But no, yeah. it's after you win or lose, not a yeah. Draw. The idea of draws in general. I remember there being a solid month where I was just like, "What is this concept that was never defined? <laughs> and why would he do this to me?" <laughs> All right, the Dane hates me questions number two. Necrovirus, of course, engages in ground combat, <laughs> and simultaneously, one of their ground forces and an opposing ground force die. Uh, the Necrovirus used their faction ability to get infantry too. Uh, so this is an old oh, question. I, I remember this. Infantry. Does Necro get to yeah. roll for infantry too for their infantry Man. that just died? This like came up kind of recently. Yeah, it definitely I did. I don't remember really. I it's I'm not even going for. I'm not even thinking about justifications here because I think I don't think there's any way to just look at what you get in the box uh-huh. and resolve this. But I think it's been ruled on and I, I'm just going based off memory. 
I think so. I think they do get to roll for it. Yeah. I think they get it and then roll for it. Um, I'm maybe the justification is like the the non-active player dies first. That doesn't sound right. Um, I th- I th- I think you assign your hits at the. Well, no, actually, maybe that is it. You're you're getting onto it, Hunter. I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in. I I you assign hits, and the Valifar is like is like when you get a hit, or, or maybe it's when you destroy. But still, you're destroying at the same time, and because it's when, it's all technically like one timing window. So I, I agree. I think you do get to re-roll for your newly acquired infantry, too. All right. Is that, so is that right? You do not get to. Ah! So the, the infantry that like died did not have any special ability when they died. So you do not get to, huh. to infantry, too. They did That's... not become infantry, too, on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, they're already gone <laughs> when you acquire the technology, so I guess the technology never sees them die sort of thing. I you know I legit I, think it, I was playing a game with some people and we ruled that wrong. It could have gone either sure. way and it's it's a negative. Wow. wow. Dang. Well, I'm hey, pretty sure least, I think at this point leaving. it's mathematically impossible for me to win, but I'm you know what? The the, the wins are the friends we made along the way. We got yeah. two more questions here. Uh, this one has a special place in my heart, but it used to work with hegemonic trade policy. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to have one of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if the Necro have copied spatial conduit cylinders, so that's oh the Jolnar faction technology you've probably never mm-hmm. seen. It's that. what? No, certainly not. And they use it in a system where they're blockaded. Then during space combat, they replace Dude. the technology. <laughs> When does the spatial conduit cylinder's adjacency end? Does it end immediately? Does it end at the end of the activation? Or does it last forever? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Shut up. Um, I have to go first. I have to go first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you brought up the hegemonic ruling. Uh, and because because the ruling with hegemonic tried to at one point be that it lasts forever... But they had to specifically make it so that things... I'm, I think the final ruling on stuff like this is that it's through the end of activation. So I don't think it ends immediately, and I think it is end of activation. Even though I feel like ending immediately would actually make more sense, I think the weird caveat for all the weird interactions that happen with this kind of idea is that it's end of activation. I'm gonna say... I'm going to say end immediate. I mean, it can't be last forever. Yeah, it can't. That's no way. That's not allowed. <laughs> I'll say I'll say end immediately, basically just to take the other. Yeah. Just to try and sneak some more points in here. Yeah. So the, the hegemonic trade policy shenanigans got out of hand and Dana added it because it would involve planet resources influence flipping for, you know, like duration of game. two rounds and yeah. multiple, multiple planets at a time with nothing to remember it by. Uh, the the line that was added eventually was if an ability with a specified duration is resolved, the effect of the ability remains through that duration, even if the component that caused the ability is removed. Right. So, and so in this case, spatial conduit cylinder is through activation. It ends at the end of the activation. Yeah. And the other place this pops up is like the necrovirus flagship, where even if your flagship dies, that's right. Your infantry still keep fighting in that space combat. Right. That's the weirdest one because that one actually can come up and and could like 
I mean, you'd be weird to kill, but if you like really had to keep your infantry, you might kill the flagship first. And it's, yeah, I think that necro condition is actually the most common occurrence of this. Yeah, and that's another one where it was uh, a really weird thing because at one point it was different and it got Yeah, and got it got changed. flipped. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. So here I've put together a very convoluted scenario for this last question just for you guys. <laughs> what, are, what, what, are, what are the point totals at this point? I just want to know where we're at. Let's find out here. I've, I've got, I, I, um, by my count, I've got 16 and Matt has 14 and a half. So I can't win unless you offer bonus points and I get it right and Hunter gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've got the same out of 25. Yeah. All right. Wow. So the convoluted scenario, SAR have no ground forces or planets. They've got a floating factory. Necro have no space docks or planets, but they've got their flagship and infantry. What happens in a space combat between these two fleets where the last SAR ship and the last Necro infantry are both removed at the same time? We had some version of this thought. Not the same thing, but something like this did come up. Of like, or like, I feel like I remember being a part of this discussion of why this question is even being asked. Yeah, but Hunter, you have to go first. Makes for some mid-combat elimination. Yeah. And it's very strange, <laughs> dude. I, I, you can't even process the I, the information. I like, <laughs> I like can't even. I like I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Here. So, all right. So what happens in the space combat? We've got Sar and Necro. Sar has no ground forces or planets, but a floating factory in the system. Necro has no space docks or planets, but their flagship and infantry and the last Sar ship. And last Necro Infantry are both removed at the same time. I don't know. They're both eliminated. Can we just... Is that what... Is Can't that, that be allowed? <laughs> Necro Can't space. they just both be eliminated together? Like... Wow. They go into the the wild blue yonder together, <laughs> hand in hand. That feels think, almost too logical to be correct. So I'm like, I'm trying no, to no, look no, for that it. That can't right. be right. Yeah, and, that and isn't I, right. I, I need the point more than I need to just agree with you. So I'm looking now for just like anything no, in I, this question that gives me a different answer that could maybe be more correct. I want to be clear. I do not think that is right. Yeah, sure. I have to believe that yeah, is true. I, but I, totally, I don't think it's right. Totally. Okay. So Hunter's saying they both are eliminated. I'm saying, okay, what happens in a space combat between SAR and Necro, where SAR have no ground forces or planets, but a floating factory, assuming a floating factory with a ship. So the, the rules to elimination are you need infantry, planets, and units that produce. If you lose all three of those things, that's what makes you out. So we're talking about a SAR who only has the ability to produce still. But yeah. hang on. Couldn't you... Okay, no, you could still produce infantry out of those floating factories in directly into space. Necro have no space docks or planets, but they do have an infantry, so they have to get an infantry onto whoa, whoa, a planet. Wait, does, does a floating factory have... Wait. Uh, oh, we're saying we're, what we're saying here is that the floating factory is not alone in the system there's like a ship in the system too oh okay okay one okay. and the last sar ship and the last necro wait infantry. no no no. i changed i'm changing my answer i'm changing my answer okay necro is eliminated sar is oh because that's what the question really is is does the does does the ship the question is actually about does sar does it's, necro it's really ship, just about whether sar is eliminated as well right do, do, do you kill the uh the space dock the floating factory when the ships die at the same time and i'm gonna I don't 
Man, I, I hate so. that you changed your answer because this would have been my chance to catch up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because I do think I'll, I'll, Necro I, I can, is eliminated. I keep it to what I said. I, I think I, I actually didn't. I messed up in my understanding of the question sure. when I answered, but I will keep my old answer because I, I did say that was my answer. I'm, I'm saying Necro is eliminated. All right. So the answer is they are both eliminated. Oh, my God. <laughs> I win. Destroyed when it's blockaded and they no longer have any units with production. And the Necro no longer has any ground forces, so they are both immediately eliminated. Oh, the question doesn't say the flagship is killed. It just says the infantry is killed. I'm stupid. I didn't yeah, even no, look no, at it correctly. It doesn't even matter if there's no ground yep. forces. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I, I, that's, that's where I completely misstepped, is just not reading the question right. That's fine. Hunter won it anyways. Yeah. He, with, a, with a solid two point, two and a you know, half you know point how advantage. I won it. You know how I won it? What? It was that Tarman question. Yeah, oh, that's Tar really what I wanted. Yeah, I don't know where you pulled that from, but that was quite impressive, the, dude. The, I the just, flavor. I just knew it. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I just, I must have read it not that long ago. That's Actually, so you know what? Weird. I bet Root is gonna comment on and then say like, "Yeah, dude, we looked at we that. did it like, in the episode or something." I, actually, yeah. I ran these questions by by Root, and he said that you had zero chance of ever getting the wolf question. <laughs> so he's gonna be so mad. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, like, I I have a I have a decent memory, but I haven't been I was not very curious about lore until we did the lore episode. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I like the lore. Yeah. The lore <laughs> was very interesting to me on that episode. Yeah. Well, right. that this was awesome. Milty. Rules quiz extravaganza champion. <laughs> I did it. Wow. Good I, job. Uh, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. I, I think I look forward to writing one of these for the wild, wild west that will oh be. Oh my gosh. Match. For yeah. POK. Yeah, we'll have to do it like a year in or something. Once we like properly know the rules to POK. Because for the first six months, there's not you don't even get to have answers. It's just like, come on, we don't no one no one knows. <laughs> Dane hasn't know. even been decided. Dane has to yet. come up with it because yeah. he didn't know this that he didn't know that this interaction existed during design. So he has to make up the answers for a little bit. So you gotta give him time. Yeah, that's the best part though. It's yeah. Coming across something and being like, well, how does this work? <laughs> well, Milty, I hope you'll stick around with us. We are gonna kick over to uh some errata for last week's Root Vagabond episode. But Milty, I want to keep you around because uh you should hang out while we do some Prophecy of King spoilers after the break. All right, Bam. Welcome to uh, the Errata. This is the part. This hosted by me, Hunter Donaldson, <laughs> and uh, we've got just one piece of Errata here today. Uh, this is in. This is a piece of Root Errata. Um, last week we talked about the Vagabond, uh, which was honestly, I just want to say for the record, kind of hard. That was like yeah. a harder episode uh, to do. So. Uh, this is this is a really good piece of Errata, though. This is like old school like first year of Space Cats, Peace Turtles errata <laughs> where we did an episode and then someone was like, just so you know, you didn't actually know everything <laughs> and you need to know this now because you just straight up didn't know this. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is from uh, Toast underscore Aus, A-U-S, Toast Aus, um, <laughs> errata. With an evening's rest, you mentioned items don't get unexhausted, but they do. Uh, 9.6.1 evenings rest if you are in a forest move all your items your damage box blah 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 your satchel or their mounting track flip them faced up it's unfortunate that the board doesn't say this as it has caught me out before um, and also 
if you slip into a forest, and the, the point of, of him calling that out is that if you slip into a forest, you can move using a boot to get out of the forest. So we were saying like, why doesn't evening's rest just take you straight yeah. uh, to... Uh, uh, why doesn't slipping into a forest skip your daylight was really yes, the question. exactly. And, 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 and the this, reason it doesn't yeah. is because you can still move right. uh, from forest to whatever. Yep. Um, now, we, and we, we had a long conversation in, in the Discord about whether or not this matters and if it's ever useful. Um, and the, the, what the community came up with, it, it isn't actually useful to be in a clearing slip into a forest and then move to a new clearing because slip ignores all sorts of interactions anyways. And they're on, on all of the maps. There is almost nowhere you could go that you couldn't just slip into the clearing and then move into the next clearing anyways. Right. But the right. way that this does work is if for some reason you were already, if, if last turn you slipped into a forest and did an evening's rest and now have all your items refreshed, which we got wrong just in general, the repair action doesn't refresh items, but an evening rest does. But if you started your turn in the forest, you can slip to adjacent forests and then move into a clearing. And Garrick actually mapped out four and i think he may have even found a couple more uh, but there are at least four territories on the autumn map where you can be in a forest slip into the adjacent forest and get to a territory you otherwise would have no other way to have gotten to so basically the vagabond gets these crazy little teleports across the map to pull off uh, these really wicked maneuvers um so in those rare situations where you start in a forest and you want to warp to the other side of the map keep Keep this in mind. Uh, this is a thing we just completely missed. So, pretty crazy. <laughs> I uh, I just pinned all of the maps in yeah. the um, the text channel for last week's episode. So, if you want to take a look at them specifically, uh, yeah. they are in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's some funny little catches of of where you can get to. It's like and the, the the most useful one is there's a there's one where you can slip into a corner. So this would be how you like could sneak into the the cat's uh you know uh main clearing if you had to or something like that or or you know like the starting eerie clearing if you were trying to get some some major distance so pretty wild um but that's that's all the real errata we have for vagabond there was all kinds of other talk about like things we could have talked about in a vagabond episode but suffice it to say that there's so much to vagabond and we we kind of admitted to like hey listen we're we're only committing to so much so just Keep in mind, we will do more Vagabond episodes in the future, uh, or at least yeah, one more Vagabond least, episode. I think and, there'll be two more, to be honest. Yeah, and, and we will cover more stuff in those. Um, so before we get to our Prophecy of Kings spoilers, uh, I just want to thank our Weird Bears, Farganess, T.G. Welch, Brian, BotBot, and Callowin, and our Space Kitties, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Polyphony Requiem, Rwise, Gaskio, Dark Jutsu, Absol, Istoria, Ready Action, and Visioness. Thank you so much for contributing to our show and making this all possible. All right, let's talk Galactic Council. So I just posted the first round of the poll for next month's um, episode. Uh, I've got five options for you. You vote I, I on- I want to give and, special thanks to Milty, who's been joining us. He helped yeah. us write all of these. It's always nice when we get a guest and we have to also come up with a poll. This happened with Root recently too, but we get oh, to yeah. like, when Hunter and I run out of ideas, we just need to like hit up <laughs> our guest and be like, give us, give us Galactic Council ideas. We need them. <laughs> So here, here are your five options. So the first one is uh, farewell to TI4 base game. This would be sort of like, um, we actually did this for TI3 uh, whenever the show first started, where we did like an episode about the things that we'll miss from TI3 and the things that we won't miss. This would be like a combined 
uh, sequel to that episode where we will just, you know, say goodbye to base game um, and just kind of talk about the things we miss or the things that we want, which actually I think it would just be, I don't think there's anything we are not going to miss. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's base game's great. Um, uh, so the next one is talking about the uh, literary or fictional influences for uh, prophecy of King's lore and just kind of TI lore in general. Um, I think that's, it's kind of a pseudo sequel to the lore episode where we kind of talk about it in the context of like culturally, what are we referencing with the fiction of this? Well, and the big Um, thing too is an opportunity to look at maybe what prophecy of Kings is going to bring to the table. I think our goal mm -hmm. would be to maybe hit up Dane a little bit and get some insight. Obviously we don't have all of the lore for like the new factions and whatever's going to be in the rule book, but maybe we can get some info from Dane on what sort of influences are being added now that, you know, he's kind of in charge here. This is this is the first thing that we have in the Twilight Imperium universe that isn't coming kind of directly from Christian T. Peterson. Uh, so it's an interesting opportunity to look at like what updated things are being contributed to, to the game. You know, what what new cultural things that are in the mind of not Christian T. Peterson are getting added to this game. Yeah. Um, the next one, this is a big one. Uh, this Imperium Life, I believe it would be six but it would be specifically the final base game, This Imperium Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is an option. Uh, next one is Root Homebrew, um, where we'll take a look at probably mostly the like fan-made um, Root factions, yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff that we don't know about yet that people will throw out at us. That's your Root option. We'll see how, how that goes. Uh-huh. Um, and this last one, no one's going to pick this one, but I just want to throw in a weird one at you. Um so, uh, actually, I'm going to make this a little specific. So, I was I was going to call this episode just Matt and Hunter argue about movies. Um, Matt, we recently had an argument about a movie uh, called uh, Swiss Army Man, which is a movie that Matt likes a lot. And we haven't I like... properly had this argument, and and Hunter takes some of my statements about Swiss Army Man too seriously and thinks that we're arguing about a thing we're not. Anyways, let's not spoil it. You have you have to contribute to the to the so, vote to get that snippet. Well, we'll we'll talk about just kind of movies in general, but we would definitely talk about Swiss Army Man, which I would I would just want to set up the conflict here of it's a movie that Matt likes way too much and I like just the just the right amount. It's my um, favorite movie of all time. Right, and I like it. It's yeah. weird. We're arguing. We can argue about it. But it's actually, we both like it. It's just Matt likes it so much that it gives me a tummy ache, okay? Um, all right, here's your next. Uh, this is Hunter Donaldson fan club polls for the uh, for the stream. Uh, I don't know when it's, oh, it's November 7th. Uh, so this would, this would happen November 7th. I'm sorry we haven't given you your fan club stream for last month and now i'm shuffling this next one into november there will be a catch-up stream at some point i promise it's just a crazy time um so here are the options for uh a a weird stream for next month um the first option is spirit island which actually milty threw this in i actually don't know anything about this game milty what is spirit island uh so it's a cooperative game where you are acting as spirits of this island to drive settlers and colonizers off of the island and protect its native inhabitants cool uh, that's that, i've noticed uh, people have been talking about it on the discord quite a bit yeah so. it's uh, a very strategic game and it's uh sort of like pandemic but if pandemic was a lot more complicated and you couldn't quarterback the whole thing 
Ooh, I <laughs> like that, that last part. Yeah. The quarterbacking kind of ruins those games for me a little bit. Um, all right. So these next three are all, all TI4 options. So first one is TI4 uh, Star by Star, which I don't even quite remember exactly how that one works. I know it's kind of weird. Um, the other one is TI4 2v2v2, where um, we each play in teams of two, um, which I'm sure would be uh, overwhelming and ridiculous. <laughs> um, and this next one, probably more over- overwhelming and ridiculous than the other, is uh, inverse Frankendraft, where you <laughs> do a Frankendraft, but you don't play that faction. You're doing the, the draft for somebody else. So trying to make um, the worst possible yeah, Franken exactly. faction you can. So yeah, d- don't, it's not regular Frankendraft, and then you just all trade at the end. It is... What's the dumbest faction I can build to make you play as? I, I, someone's going to get mitosis, and it's just going to be hilarious. Yeah, you yeah. can't build yeah. infantry on my <laughs> <laughs> That will be a death, a death knell. There's no way. That's a de- yeah, it's a death sentence if you get that. No can't way. wait. Um, and then the last one is Root All Vagabonds. Now, that's me saying something I don't even know if I can do it. <laughs> But <laughs> we're not prepared I'm, for to, how to make that make sense. But and I might have to change the title to "Root as Many Vagabonds as We Can Fit." <laughs> uh, so hopefully more than two. Otherwise, it will just be a regular a game boring of game. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> but I I want to get more than two vagabonds in there, possibly yeah. four. Um, but yeah, and also uh, Space Kitty Pin. Uh, still waiting to see the official pin itself. They are manufacturing it right now. So literally any day now. Actually, we just got an email. I wonder if that's what it is. <laughs> nope, it isn't. Oh, man. Um, but we, I will get an image soon, and I will share that image uh, far and wide. Unless it looks bad, in which case I'll have to get back to them, and they'll have to fix it. <laughs> uh, but if it looks good, you will see the Space Kitty pin uh, very soon. I'm also... I have a prototype... For the weird bear, like jersey, which is what the weird the weird bears are getting, like jerseys yeah. with their names on them and numbers, which is ridiculous. Um, we finally found a, a design and a place that will make jerseys uh, for us. <laughs> uh, and right now, um, our artist uh, son is working on a like weird bear logo that looks like a team so yeah you should check out the weird bear stuff because it's about to be pretty cool yeah um and then here's my uh twitch and youtube schedule um twitch if you're listening to this the night that this released um guess what i'm gonna play a game of ti4 muat tomorrow i don't have anyone to play with uh let me know if you want to play on (laughs) tts tomorrow i'm playing muat i'm not happy about it uh don't expect it to be like a friendly, nice game, but it just turns out I'm going to have to play Mua. And it's Matt's fault, but I have to. <laughs> um, and then Friday, I'm going to play my usual um, Root Tournament hype game uh, game, which is October 9th uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time. Also, we have a tournament coming up, but we keep forgetting to say it at the beginning right, of the episodes. Right, right. Yeah, um, we've got we've got that Root Tournament coming up the October 17th and 18th at 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. for all four of those games. And then October 24th, at 12 p.m. all times central uh, daylight time uh, is the finals as well. So yeah. Uh, yeah, please come hang out on our Twitch for that. We'll we'll freak out even more in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah, for for all of that. Yeah, so that will be awesome. And then October 10th, uh, we still owe you a hundred Donaldson fan club stream, and you are getting it. Yep. Letters from Whitechapel at 10 o'clock a.m. We haven't even figured out how we're going to stream it. Well, that's but okay. You're getting it. Um, <laughs> and then for the YouTube this week. 
uh, you will be getting the Muat game I play. And I don't normally tell you you're getting a game on the YouTube before I even play it because I like to know if it's going to be a good game or not. But it's a Muat game and you'll get what I give you, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get it and you'll get it. So I don't, you know, and it's yeah. going to be bad and maybe it'll be good. Probably will be bad and you're just going to get what I got. So before you watch that Muat game, just go ahead and give it a five-star rating. Whatever it was, you know, it happened, so you're welcome. And just, you know, on this podcast episode, give me a five-star rating for the Muat game you haven't watched yet. Right. You have to do that. And I I just want to say for the record, I do not get mad about YouTube comments, okay? (laughs) I know how YouTube comments work, all right? I get it. They don't Uh, get to me. But if I get bad, if I get mean YouTube comments on this Muat game... Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm gonna go ham, and I'll be mad because I'll be like, "Listen, I do this for you as a service, okay? I'm uh, your employee. You're all my bosses. If you're listening to this, you can also go to our website, Space Cats Peace Turtles, for information on our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, all the ways to reach out and hang out to us. Okay, Milty, you've been sitting here long enough listening to us ramble on. It's time to reveal some Prophecy of Kings stuff. So well, what I've got for more. you. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've got an explore card for you. Everyone, everyone kind of whimpers when I reveal that all I'm revealing is an explore card, but whimpers. I think this one's pretty cool. Uh, it is called Expedition. It is an it is a hazardous explore card. So when you explore a hazardous planet, you might draw Expedition, and it reads: If you have at least one mech on this planet, or if you remove one infantry from this planet, ready this planet pretty cool so very useful round one oh that's later in the game i don't know (laughs) huge for certain factions yeah like if you look at a faction like yasarl they start with like five infantry yep they're fine throwing one away for some extra resources or you know who really this benefits is arborek yes oh in a huge way well and especially anybody who can get a quick mech out and can do it for free is even more on board but yeah our arborek loves this readying the planet for the resources this is like a new oh my gosh my arborek game just got saved because now i can afford tech and a carrier start (laughs) a couple hazardous planets and hope you get one of these that's yep that's huge it it defines the game i think like it changes i have a rules question the entire game (laughs) what's the timing window for explore uh it's after you gain control of the planet is that right do we know that Dane? would it be what would it be before production because i'm i'm wondering how good is this actually could you just Uh, build right away so i i think it would be either when or after you gain control of the planet uh but it's definitely gonna be before production production because production is like the very end yeah yeah right so I don't know how often Arborek round one wants to build on the planet they just took because they have so many other things they need to do round one, but it's certainly an option. And especially good for uh, if you're just trying to... I mean, this is even better for Sar. Holy cow, does Sar love this? Yeah, uh, I mean, just it's just like a couple extra resources, extra resources to, to hit you with the, the round one tech or whatever you need as yeah. Arborek. Yeah, totally, totally. Beautiful. Okay, now for the better one, the, the cooler thing. All right, today... Faction component-wise, we are revealing the Sardak Nor mech, which is known as Valkyrie Exoskeleton. It costs two. Its combat value is on a six, but of course it hits one better because it's Sardak Nor. So we're talking about hitting on a five. And the ability is, after this unit uses its sustain damage ability during ground combat, it produces one hit against your opponent's ground forces on this planet so essentially valkyrie particle weave 
but just as a mech when you sustain damage. So, like, does Sardagnor even need Valkyrie Particle Weave <laughs> anymore? Yeah, as Valkyrie Particle Weave just kind of, like, win more at this point? I don't know. I, I mean, I think I like this better, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to research it, but uh, it if seems like... If you do, like, <laughs> double like, hit. Yeah, I mean, it seems like between Valkyrie Particle Weave and their like the this mech and their commander where they don't need ships yeah like is is sardak going to just be able to go straight red and right like jump ground forces around and like this and they're thing like the soul they're the soul and yin killer i mean like yeah. they just don't care that you're getting way more infantry than them because they're going to kill two without even thinking about it basically yeah, i mean like if if this thing you know is up against like some ground forces and you have valkyrie particle weave if they get one hit you sustain damage and generate a hit, and yeah. Valkyrie Particle Weave makes a hit, and this thing can potentially <laughs> roll a hit, so it's like three yeah. hits for for free. Like, wow! Man, I love that this has happened. That that Sardak has, and I'm so desperate. This new superpower. Yeah, that that Sardak plays like this, but it also kind of bums me out because this was the backbone of my dog faction that oh, I yeah. was building. Was just the <laughs> idea that I just wanted to build it all just based on the idea that they can invade your planets from just yeah. neighboring planets like they like they're just like dogs with jetpacks and they just like fly over to the planet and like start punching uh, they're just guys. russian dogs yeah the dogs yeah. that were left in space just <laughs> colonized that is exactly what i wanted them to be and now that sort of exists like sardak sort of does just that. is that so, so sardak yeah. is the dog faction you wanted all along Hunter. well see i'm making a new dog faction i have a new concept for a dog faction so <laughs> I, I will not be stopped until there is a dog faction. Well, Milty, thank you again for this gift of the rules quiz and for being just the 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 source we always go to during tournaments and everything for any literally at this point it is when I get Facebook messages for rules questions, I just message you and you are pretty much as available as as I have ever been uh, to answer rules questions and I'm just forwarding your responses to people when they ask. So just thank you for everything this whole time. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I think it's uh, it's fun to try and like figure out all these weird combinations, and then it's just I happen to be able to remember a lot of them. So when yeah. people ask, they're kind of quick on the tips of my fingertips. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, thank thank you again, and uh, yeah, thank we'll, you so much. Bill we'll Pete. see you in tournament season when we'll need you the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah where right. you will be a. a pillar of our community <laughs> and of of our whole operation here basically <laughs> sounds good all right uh well i guess i'll say bye thank you for listening to space cats peace turtles and thanks to ben prunty for the use of his music you can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com pax magnifica Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>